if you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Joel Lulovich and Lucy Dickens. Welcome back to the Juggle. We don't really know where to start today. We're, or I think we're both feeling a little bit shell-shocked because we've had full-on mornings. Yes, chaos is the word to describe today, which has been fun. It actually hasn't been that bad, but as I was driving back home from <laughs> dropping Lily off at my mum's, I was having a little laugh to myself because I think I'm hilarious, just about reflecting on the morning and thinking I should share this with you because it's just everyone will, everyone experiences it. And then I text Joe, and she had had the same kind of morning. So tell us about yours then. <laughs> so mine kind of started at 2am. Oh God. Because I have this new thing that I'm, that Joe and I've been talking about that I've named 5am club because I think it makes it sound happier than <laughs> any other thing that could happen at 5am. So 5am club is this thing that I'm trying to do where I'm trying to get up before the children wake up so that I can have an hour to do whatever I want to do, whether that's reading or work or just something, because I find if I've set myself up that way for the day, then I have much more patience for the rest of the day. But this morning I woke up, I'd fed Harry and I thought it must be about time to get up because he's awake. So I'll feed him and then I'll get up and I'll start my day. At 2am. I took the phone (laughs) and I was like, oh, it's 2am. So that might (laughs) tell you a bit about how tired I was because I just thought, you know, just push on. So anyway, that was at two o'clock. Anyway, we ended up getting up over breakfast and I heard this bang, bang, bang. I thought, You got that? up at two? No, I didn't get up at two. Oh, I got up at five. Okay. I went back. Right. I, I allowed myself a little bit more sleep. Oh, good on you. Heard this bang, bang, bang. I thought that doesn't sound good. Lily was hitting <laughs> Harry over the head with her recorder, which isn't funny, <laughs> but it's just, you know. <laughs> clearly you think <laughs> poor little thing he was like what's happening to me because he hasn't really I know that's a you know siblings do that but <laughs> they haven't got to that point yet apparently they have <laughs> yeah. so he was screaming his poor little head hit with a recorder and I took it off her and then Lily started to freak out because she's like what's going on I'm in trouble yeah. I'm not used to this yeah so did you grab the recorder fun. and start hitting her on the head <laughs> <laughs> so mine and Jack styles with this are quite opposite he was like you've been naughty don't do that yes. and I was like Lily come here tell me what's going on why are you yeah. hitting your brother like trying to understand what's going on so yeah that was fun and then we were trying to tidy for the cleaner because the cleaner's coming today and I was supposed to change the cleaner because we we're recording today so the cleaner shouldn't be coming today and it was just lots of things that happen you know Oh, so similar in some respects. Well, I must say that story just teaches you why second children are so much more resilient, resilient than firstborns yeah. because they just have to put up with stuff that the firstborns don't. Mm-hmm. Anyway, my morning, we actually kind of slept in because we had a huge weekend. We had lots of stuff going on. Saturday night we were out. We were invited or more to the point, Evan was invited to participate with some Italian friends of ours in sausage making over the weekend. Oh, which is fun. So it's making the air-dried sausage, salami kind of style. And he's been wanting to do these for years. And he's like, oh, excellent. I now have some European friends who participate in these things and maybe they'll invite me one day. And they did. So he was excited. And that led to the whole family hanging out with the other family and other people. Like it's always a group thing doing those things. Mm. So that led to a late night for the kids, about 10 o'clock, which was really late. So, of course, because they had a sleepover at their friend's house, they didn't sleep in Sunday. And then we had a big family do yesterday. 
So by the time we got home last night, everyone was pretty shattered and they slept in this morning, which was good. But then I'm kind of like knowing that we're recording and then thinking, "Mm, I'll probably need to go somewhere else other than home because not only do we have the cleaner also coming today, but we also have the noise of the fans in all the bedrooms that are still dealing with the flood. (laughs) So it's like, it's really, it really wasn't going to work. And then I hadn't prepped enough time and did the usual thing of going, oh, I've got 20 minutes less than I thought I had. But you did well because I text Jo 8.30, we were due to record at 9. And I text her saying, how's your morning going? Mine's been chaos. Are you free to chat and have this conversation? Record it before the nine o'clock interview. And Joe replied saying, no, my morning's been chaos too. Still need to have a shower and drive, blah, blah, blah. And about 10 minutes later, she was on the phone all ready to go. <laughs> She'd had her shower and she was driving to the where, where she was going to record. So you did well. You did well. Yeah. As I said, I really do believe in that thing of work expands to fit the time available. So yeah. I had very little time and... <laughs> Therefore, the work could not expand anymore. (laughs) Anyway, what we wanted to share today was lessons that we've learnt from being a working mum who's doing this mum career juggle. And why we were so happy to talk about our chaotic mornings is the fact that I think one of the lessons that I've learned is that there's always going to be some level of chaos Mm -hmm. and you can look at it and just think this is a nightmare. But then you have to remember that, you know, this too shall pass. So Whereas um, I was about to say Lucy's dealing with kids hitting kids. I'm thinking actually I'm still dealing with kids hitting kids. So that hasn't passed yet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just beginning. So yay, that's fun. But it does. There's always some chaos. And I guess that's the first lesson is that we're all dealing with the chaos. (laughs) Yeah. So you can embrace it or you can decide that there's certain things that you just can't bring yourself to embrace. And that means planning for them and putting in place some routines or steps to deal with things like I should have been a lot more organized this morning after a weekend away. And what I should have known was that if I was going to have a weekend away, I perhaps should have made lunchboxes last night, or I should have not relied on the kids to wake me up like I normally do. And I should have actually made myself get up a bit earlier because, you know, sleep-ins. Yeah. Or don't buy your kids a recorder. Yeah. <laughs> Which is actually probably good advice just in general, but leaving that aside. There's not many women or parents who buy their kids recorders because most parents have to deal with that at school time and they're cursing it then. Yeah, the noise, I know, I know. Anyway, we have a list of lessons. We've put them together. They're in no particular order and we thought we'd just go through them. So let's get started. Jo, you go first because this first one was yours. Yeah, it's the old kids just want your presence, not your presence. So I've even, you know, found this, you know, recently, like you give something, you've purchased something for your child and they're excited about it, but very quickly what they want to do is show it to you or they want you to play with them on that present or whatever it might be. So at the end of the day, it's really just you that they want. They just want some time with you and it doesn't have to be stretching that out a little bit further. This whole idea of quality time doesn't have to be a whole half a day or a whole day spent together or anything like that. It can just be 15 minutes of really good solid fun. So true. We went to the park on the weekend. We walked to the local park and I was pushing Lily on the swing and just the joy in her face when she was on this swing and just chatting. She doesn't stop chatting lately. Chat, chat, chat. <laughs> and yeah, it is. That's all they want is a little bit of connection and it means so much more than the, the stuff. Yes, absolutely. 
This episode is brought to you by us. As well as coming to you in the podcast each week, we love making live appearances. If your organisation would benefit from hearing our tips for managing the juggle or how to implement flexible work, then get in touch with us at hello at thejuggle.com.au. Find out more at thejuggle.com.au forward slash speak. Right, what's another lesson? I think one of the big lessons for me, which I still remind myself of quite often, is about careers being a marathon, not a sprint, which is also a quote that I quite like. Mm-hmm. It's a long-term game and I think telling myself that it's more important to be happy in what I'm doing today than trying to climb someone else's idea of a career ladder, especially when you've got family and young children and you can't necessarily do the things that you want to do all the time. Like There's lots of things going on at the moment that I'd love to go to. A lot of them involve travel and I just don't want to be doing that. But reminding myself that it's a long-term game and my career isn't going away and I don't have to do all of the things now, there's plenty of time to, for all of the things to be done later. Yeah, absolutely. It's that whole idea of, you know, should you lean in now or should you lean out? And if you lean out, you're kind of letting everyone race ahead of you. And then it's that idea of remembering that it's not about everybody else. Yeah. You know, it's just about you. And as you said, if you're happy right now, then don't look at the other people who are doing some of the steps that might be on your path further down the track because you're in different spots. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, and I think that's such a big thing when you have kids because the people who don't have kids have more time to spend on their career or at work or doing something else. And so they do because that's what they're doing with their time. Which leads into another lesson that we have, which is about knowing what's important to you, right? Yeah, one of our favourite things, mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> you had an example of this to share. Oh, did I? Okay. Um, (laughs) Yes. All right. The recent one that I dealt with was my daughter. She unfortunately had an accident when we were on holidays over the school, recent school holidays. And she got a wound, a cut on her head and we were dealing with it and it was always fine. And then it wasn't fine. It got infected and we ended up in hospital and it was pretty stressful because it'd been, you know, a couple of weeks since the injury had actually happened and, you know, nothing was better. And in fact, it was worse. And I spent the whole two days in, in hospital with her while she was getting antibiotics and having a little procedure. And there was a big part of me that was thinking about all the things that I should have been doing for my clients because I'd just had a couple of weeks of holidays where I'd, I'd been less available. And now here I was back home, but still not available because I was in hospital. Mm-hmm. And I, I spoke to a couple of them when I could, when Evan was around with our daughter so that I could leave her. But I, there was this sense of guilt of all the other things that I should have been doing and the fact that people were waiting longer for things than I would ordinarily like. But then I just kind of knew that, well, I could only be doing one or the other. And at the moment, the one that needed to be done was being with our daughter. I just was able to kind of take that breath in and breath out and say, that's the thing that's most important right now. And if I have to deal with some unhappy clients later, then I'll deal with some unhappy clients later. Yeah. Most of them were beautiful as well. I would kind of explain to them, oh, I'm actually ringing you from hospital. And, and everyone's really understanding when you do that. So, mm. And it leads in nicely to one of my other lessons, which is about flexibility. Because what we want or what our children need from us or what feels right, what feels like the right thing to be doing with our time, that changes, that ebbs and flows a lot. I was probably naive in thinking that <laughs> You'd figure it out, and it's really naive. I'm saying, I'm going to say this out loud, but whatever. (laughs) 
I kind of thought that I had it figured out with the three days at work and the day at home and like that was going to be me. I'm set now and all the other kids can just kind of, you know, they'll just fit into fit that. the mould, yeah. It doesn't work that way. <laughs> Sorry, Lucy. I thought I had it sussed, but no. Because it changes because what you want changes and what your yeah. children need changes. And so you need to be able to accept that and embrace that and just go with it and do what works at the time. Absolutely. And so it's all that, again, it's that what's important Mm. and being okay with that for now. Mm. We've just had one of our guests on the show, Piper, and her advice was beautiful. It's, Mm. you know, do what works now and then change it if it's not working. Like, hello, seems pretty obvious. It sounds so obvious, doesn't it? (laughs) I know. But we do, we we trap ourselves, don't we, into these ideas of what's the right way to do things or what I should have instead of what I actually want. Mm. Okay. One of the other ones is that idea of needing to take time out, Mm -hmm. relaxing your mind, whether it's for you, it might be. We've had different people say, you know, some people say that they need to run and that they just let their mind wander when they're running. For other people, it's needing to actually get away, whether it's a massage, whatever it is, just actually having some time out to reflect and perhaps consider, is everything that I'm doing right now still working or do I need to change it up a bit? What do you do? What's your way to take time out? I read. I read fiction novels. So, and I used to read so much more. I would always be on the couch with a book and, you know, I'd spend hours on a weekend, like a whole day would disappear on a weekend day and I'd just be like mowing through a book. (laughs) And then sometimes I'd get to it and go, oh, I haven't done anything else, but gee, that was a good book. (laughs) Yeah. So I think that that happens to me when I know I need time out. I'll buy or borrow a book and I'll just chew through it really quickly. And that that just kind of refreshes me a little bit. I used to like running and I can't say that I do that because I haven't done that for a really long time now. So running was once a thing, but it's just walking for me now, getting out in the fresh air and the kids can go in the pram and just being in the fresh air and the sunshine. And I don't put music or podcasts or anything on to listen to. I just listen to Lily chat, chat, chat. Yeah. (laughs) Or the birds or the cars or whatever, but it's being outside and walk exercise, but gentle, gentle exercise for me. That's really good that you don't turn anything on because I feel the same way sometimes. Like I'll go out and I'll think, I'm just going to go outside, even hanging out, washing on the line. Mm. And I'll think, oh, I'll take my phone out and listen to a podcast while I'm hanging it out. And then every now and then I'll consciously say, no, don't do that. Just Go out, be in the sun and let your mind wander. But it's really hard for me. When I feel it's hard, that's when I know I need need to be doing more of it. Mm, Yeah. Sometimes I just need the space because I've had enough people talking at me. Yeah. (laughs) There's enough information in my head and I just want to let it sit there for a little while. Another one of the big lessons for me is about how important it is for my children to have relationships with other people who are important in their lives that aren't me and my husband, like their grandparents, their aunties, their uncles, their friends, less so because we don't, they don't really have many, but hopefully they'll build those relationships. But how much they get out of those and how much they get out of not being with me 24-7. Yeah, I loved it. From the get-go when I had my first child, it was always about involving the grandparents. And then when my sisters wanted to be involved with the kids, absolutely, Mm. and my brothers, everyone and anyone, I think it's just so wonderful to have that extended family and also friends you know we've got some good friends who are kind of quasi aunties and uncles and Mm. it's really nice for them for my kids to become friends with their kids yeah 
it's a real nice bond. And the adults too. I think it's really special. We have a family friend who is more like family. She's basically a family member. And she came over the other night and for dinner and all day Lily was telling me, I'm so excited that Cherie's coming. Can Cherie come here? Can she come? And she's a friend of my mum. So she's like grandma's friend, but she's a family, you know, she's a part of the family. But it was just so nice that Lily has such a special bond with her that she wants to see her. It was just so lovely for them to have those relationships. Yeah. And having those relationships means that you can do stuff in your life. And as a as a working mum mm. who wants to work, it's really important to be able to set yourself up mm-hmm. so that you've got the ability to do that and that your kids aren't with you mm. and wanting you all the time. Really? So is there any final words? What else would we share with everyone? I don't know. I reckon there's so many lessons. There are, We could <clears throat> probably talk for a long time, but these are the ones that came straight away for me you know these are the things that stand out the most yeah absolutely is there anything about work I think what you said before about it being a a marathon it kind of just sums it up doesn't it just sum it up well let's leave it there I'd like to know what lessons other people have what are the key things that you've learned on your working parent journey come and share them with us in our Facebook group so the juggle community on Facebook we'd love to see you in there if you're not there already And let us know what are the things that you've learned, maybe what surprised you. Yeah, and you can find the links to the group um, and to anything else that you would like to see of ours on our website, which is www.thejuggle.com.au. And if you've also had a chaotic morning, at least by listening to this, you will know that you're not alone. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, maybe you should just come and share your chaos story. Yeah, yeah, do that too. (laughs) All right. Thanks, everyone. See you next time. Happy juggling.